0: Father, we thank you for those that have taken time out of the schedule to come and worship with us today. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to have lifted up your name in song. We thank you, God, just for opportunity to give. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits that we will pursue after the word that is declared today and that we will use it to glorify you in all of our actions and in everything that we do and that we say. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 We are now into the second episode of our series called The Bible Doesn't Say That. I love this series to be honest with you because I, I, I was always one of, those, one of those ones that would always read something after somebody said something and I would be like, ain't what dad say. But, you know, when, you, when you're 10, 11 years old, you're not supposed to talk to adults like that. So sometimes you would get yourself in a little bit of trouble. I ain't trying to say nothing, but I'm just saying that I would get myself in just a little bit of trouble. But, yeah, that's what we're going, that's what we're going to look into today. We're going to talk about another one of those. Excuse me. Come on now. Another one of those things. All right, now you're on that right. right. Just give me one second. This is the first time this ever happened. Oh, see, uh, now I know this. this ain't, I know I'm supposed to preach this now because this is really... This is the first time this has ever happened. Well, as we've been talking, we've been talking about things that are in the Bible that are not in the Bible. Last week, we looked at one, and this week, we're getting ready to look at another one. This week, this week, we're going to be looking at obedience always leads to financial blessings. That's Bible. That's not Bible. I want you to understand that. That's not Bible. We have come to a place, we have come to a mentality where we have tried to take carnal things and make them spiritual. And that's what this one is based off of. Obedience always leads to financial blessings. And I want to just to to start it off, you know i got to tell you the answer before we start the test, that that, that's not true. Number one, when we look at the scripture that we're going to look at, you're going to see why... Is not true. Number two, God ain't concerned about financial blessings. You hear what I'm saying? God ain't concerned about that. That is the some financial blessings are a result of us being obedient. But it's it's not always. I told y'all about using them infinitives. Always. No. It, not always, but there are some teachings that try to make you believe that the only way that you can be blessed by God is if you're driving the, 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 the latest Mercedes, if you're living in the latest mansion, if your bank account has to be contained in three banks. But that's not how God, that, that's, that's man's concerns, and that's why we have kind of did like the Romans did back in the day. The Romans first they were operating in this power of the people and then as they started expanding they started getting a little bit corrupt. And then it started getting more corrupt and then it got to the point where it contaminated the whole system as a political power and that's why they failed. The same thing happens in Christianity, as time goes on and people start looking at things and they start seeing things, I know, you know, because we walk by faith, not by sight, but some of us got the words mixed up and we walk by sight and not by faith. And so we run into a complication. If I don't have the bestest, if, if I have to drive a 1980 hooptie, I'm not blessed. But you ask the person that has to walk to work ten miles there and back, and I bet you they'll tell you you're blessed. Right. And so we have to kind of understand that there's some carnality, there's some flesh, like like one preacher used to say. Every time he say flesh, he had his ugly look on his face, like flesh on you know it that gets involved in, and we think it's spiritual, but that's not how. God operates. God always operates in the things of the Spirit. And because He always operates in the things of the Spirit, sometimes our understanding does not correspond to what God is trying to tell us. And so we have to look at this in the Scriptures. And I want us to go to a very familiar Scripture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt somebody's feelings today, but you know I love you. You know I love you. And the only reason I... Have to do it this way is because I want you to have a good understanding of what the Word of God says. We're going to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we're going to start at that tenth verse. Paul, y'all heard of Paul, Paul kind of did some writing in the Bible, he kind of wrote a couple books of the Bible and He kind of went through a few things. Uh, He got hit in the head with some bricks, and he got thrown off the side of a 25-foot wall, and he got beat by a whip, and that was more than once. Paul kind of went through a few things. And as Paul was going through these few things, he still kept doing what he was doing. And so in Philippians, in case you didn't know it, Paul was in a situation whereby he had to write to the Philippian church. Let me tell you something about this Philippian church before I go on because it's very significant, something for us to understand. The church back then didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of the nicer things of that era because didn't nobody like them. They said there was just this sect that started up that was trying to manipulate us and pull us away from our idols. And so the churches back then didn't have a lot of money, especially the church in Philippi. They would be what you call poe. You know... There's a difference between being poor and pope. Pope means you can't even afford to get the other two letters to spell out the word poor. The Philippian church was Pope, But what the Philippian churches still did, they still gave and helped Paul on his missionary journeys as he did what he had to do. And so Paul here at this fourth chapter, he's saying, I rejoiced in verse number 10, the English Standard Version. It goes like this. It says, I received in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. They they had to stop giving for a while. But he said, oh, y'all, 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 y'all giving. Me, it, it, it has caused me to be revived in my spirit that you have sent me something. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. You didn't even have the ability to give. You wanted to give, but you didn't even have anything to give. But now that you have, thank you. And he says, not that I'm speaking of being in need. Paul saying, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that y'all need to give. He's saying that, I have learned, in whatever situation I am to be content. Now I know a lot of preachers don't read that to you because they want you to they want you to be celebratory and focused on. I, I apologize, preachers. I I, I I don't want to assage you. I just I just want to say some folks. They say things to want to make you stay happy. But where is your contentment? Is your contentment in the things? Because if your contentment is in the things, then you are serving God because you believe that obedience always brings financial blessings. I'm serving God because I want the house. I want the car. I want the money. That's why I'm serving God. But that's not how God does business. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're under your breath cussing God out because you gave and the preacher said if I give, you're going to have men give to me, but ain't nobody gave me nothing. Because you're walking by sight and not by faith. I just come by today just to, just to encourage you, just to tell you that if you will do it the way the Bible says to do it, you're going to get the Bible's results. And the Bible says, Paul said, listen, I'm not speaking of being in need. Now, wait a minute, Paul, you're in jail. You're you're locked up. You're locked down. You got guards everywhere. Don't you need freedom? No, I don't need freedom. They're feeding you bread and water. Don't you want a little meat? No, I don't need meat. Because I've learned that whatever condition, whatever state I'm in, to be content. Now, contentment don't mean being lazy. Contentment don't mean giving up. Contentment means I'm okay. I'm all right. If another day doesn't come for my life, I'm good. We have been in this United States, the country that I love, that I've even served a majority of my life for, but we have got wrapped around the pursuit of the dollar and have lost uh, 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 our focus on walking in faith. We have started seeing things, and, and because we have seen these things, we have decided that is for me. I'm a Christian. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious. I should have those things. And because of this, we have lost sight of Contentment. I got an issue with us as a church that we are just as depressed as everybody else. We're just as suicidal as everybody else. We're just like, where's the difference? We have to be content in whatever state we're in. There used to be a song, any way you bless me, God, I'll be satisfied as long as, see, I had to add that because now that's where we are. As long as I got a bigger car than my neighbor or, or bigger car than Sister Beetlejuice or a bigger house than brother talk all the time. As long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else unless my car break down, unless we started throwing these conditions in because we have allowed the things, the temporal things of this earth to pull us and cause our eyes to lose focus on what God has called us to do. Whatever state I'm in, I have learned to be content. Whatever situation I'm in, I've learned to be content. Whatever's going on, I've learned to be content. Now, I want to tell you this. He didn't say, I am content. He said, I learned. I went through this process where as I trusted God, I realized that I'm going to be okay. Paul, we know he said, he said, you know what? If you want to kill me, that's cool. Because I realized that if I live, I'm going to represent Christ. But if you kill me, I gain my inheritance. I gain my reward. So I ain't worried about you killing me. I'm content. You want to lock me down? Guess what? I've learned. To be content, just ran through my mind when Paul was just starting out. Him and a young man named Silas went preaching, and they got beat up. And they said, not only have they caused a disruption, they are talking against the God, God uh, talking against God. So they said, we're not only going to put you in jail; we're going to put you in solitary confinement in the innermost parts of the jail. And they put them on the innermost parts and told the guard, they said, if these guys escape, we're going to kill you. The guard said, I ain't going to sleep. He took so much no dose. He said up there like this, eyes wide open. He said, them guys ain't going nowhere. Now, before they put you in jail, they beat you. They hit you 39 times with a whip. Back's all bloody, all open sitting in the dark in the dark and what did them jokers decide to do they decided to say let's bless the name of the lord because they've learned to be content we're good Although they got our bodies locked down, although they got our bodies locked in, although they got our bodies, they cannot stop our praise. They cannot stop our worship. And I'm quite sure that some of them prisoners that were around them was cussing at them, saying, shut up, it's midnight, dude, I'm trying to sleep, shut your mouth. But I heard an old preacher say that as they were singing and praying that God heard them and started tapping his foot. And when he started tapping his foot, the jail started shaking. And it's caused their bonds to be released, be- caused their bonds to let them go. And the guy that had to know those was standing there, and he's like, wait a minute. How did they, they, they must have left. And as, they got, as he got ready to kill himself, he said, I ain't going to let them kill me. I'm going to kill myself. They said, we all still here. Why? Because I'm content. Hmm. We ain't got to run up out of here. God's got us, and if God's got us, y'all can't do nothing to us. What's that? What's that they said in uh? What's that movie, The Lion King? What's that? That saying they said? No worries, Hakuna Matata. Ain't got no worries. Ain't got no worries. Because I know God has us. I've gone through some things. Paul, who's been shipwrecked, Paul has gone through. He said, "I've learned that God's got me in the worst of situation. God's got me. The job is feeling like it's overwhelming me, but I know God put me here for a reason, and I'm going to be content that God has me here for a reason. Because God has me for a reason. No worries." I got it. I'm content. My body's trying to stress on me. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to meditate on my word. I'm going to trust that God is working something in me that he can use to touch somebody else. Because God has now chosen me to be the example. That makes somebody else come to my mind. There was an old guy by the name of Job. Job was sitting up there just chilling. God had been blessing him. And Job one day lost everything. Lost all his children. Folks started stealing all his stuff. And he said, I still trust God. Job got sick. And then his helpmate changed. Helped me turn on him. Said, you just need to... Curse God and die. He said, I can't do it. I'm just go out here and sit on this pot on this on this on these ashes and and scrub my take a take take a, a, a piece of, of clay and, and, and wipe all these itching itching sores on my body. I'm just gonna sit here and just know that God is doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm just gonna chill and see what he's doing. God, the enemy even sent his friends to show up and try to talk. You did something. He said, I didn't do nothing. I, you know what? I just wish I wasn't even born. I wish my mom would have aborted me. I wish, I wish something wouldn't. I wish I wasn't even here, but I'm still gonna trust God. And then for a glimpse of a moment, he said, God, what's going on? And guess what? God showed him said, Oh, you got questions now? Where was you when I created? Where were and 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 God was able to use Job to restore his friends to the right mentality so that they would realize that God is greater than the cattle, than the family. God is greater than all that stuff. God is able. Obedience always results in financial blessings. That's some nonsense. That is a trap of the enemy, to try to spiritualize something that we... Now, listen, I understand we all want financial blessings. But I want it God's way. Because man, see, now always attach a couple of strings to it. But when God gives it, ain't no sorrow in it. God says, there you go. Go ahead and be a blessing to others. So I learned to be content. If God needs me to be poor, there's a reason, there's a life that I can touch because I'm in this depressed financial state. But because I'm serving the one that holds a cattle on a thousand hills, guess what? I ain't poor. I ain't even poor. I'm good because he's got me. Let me go on to this next scripture. See, y'all done got me excited on just number 11. Number 12 says it like this. He says, I know how to be brought low. All I got is some beans and rice. And I got to eat that for the next week. It's all right. I got something to eat. I went through a situation. Whereby. We, 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 we was, we was, we in the military and we poke. Now, that, that's a bad, that's a bad state of events to be in. When you poe and you're in the military, you got money coming in, but before that money can even hit your bank account, everybody already standing at the door holding their hand out. You in a situation. I was calling creditors. I said, listen, I said, all I can give you is $5 for this account. And them jokers was like, but we can't accept $5. I said, you know what? Well, I'm going to give this $5 to these other folks that I owe money too since y'all don't want nothing. Because y'all ain't getting no more than $5. Well, sir, we'll go ahead and take the $5. That's exactly right. And we're going through. And the one thing that we, I, you know, I told you a lot, that I said, no matter what, we're going to obey the voice of the Lord. We're going to give. We're going to give our way out of this. And we just kept giving. We just kept giving. Them bills were screaming at me. Dude, you could be using that money to keep these folks from calling you every other day. And I just said, nope. Folks calling us. Calling Yolanda. You know, they try to do that trick. They try to wait till you ain't at home and call your wife because, you know, she's the more emotional one and say, you know, all this stuff. She said, my husband already told you. If you don't want the $5, you ain't getting nothing. And this is what happened. We're going through this situation, very stressful situation. And our, uh, our daughter got accepted into this, this class. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. And we made right at the amount at that time to get her into this college preparatory thing. At that time, she gets in, she gets accepted. And next thing we know, doors start opening up. Things start happening. Lady Yolanda gets a job. They say, oh, you didn't owe this amount of money. This is the amount you owe. Things start opening up. And she got to go through this college preparatory thing. Because we were going to stay true. It's not about. The amount of money we have. We're going to trust that God is using the situation in order for us to be a blessing to other folks. I, I totally forgot about that till just now, just so I can tell you be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be content, knowing that I'm, I'm blessing God. I'm giving God what He has. Tied through that whole situation. And, and, and I ain't going to lie to you, I was talking to myself. Man, I could pay off like two or three things if I didn't tithe. I was talking to myself. It wasn't even the enemy. It was me. I was saying, you know, I said, but I got to trust God. I said, he got me in this situation. For a reason, he going to get me out. Okay? So we got to trust God. We got to know that he has our back. We have to know that he's using this situation. And that's all he, I'm, God, I know you're doing something. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. If i got to wait till you come back, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to be happy that I know that you have all this under control. And even all the things that are coming at me are irrelevant to what you're working out. He says, I know how to abound. I know what it's like to have enough, more than enough, where I can take everybody to dinner. I can do all this stuff for everybody and not expect anything back. He says, I've been there. I, I know that. Then he says, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Now, here comes the punch in the gut for you. Number thirteen: I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Now, let me. You know. You know. Y'all. Y'all been in my class. Y'all know how I do. This another one. Them scriptures we done kind of manipulated. We done kind of said, because I want to do it, I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. That ain't what that, we just read what it said. He said, I'm able to be content because my strength is not in my situation. My strength is in Christ. I know y'all mad, but that's okay. Mad will make you better. Because when we learn to be content, he gives us strength. Let me talk about Paul one more time. Paul was having this issue. We believe that he actually had malaria, which caused him not to be able to see. That's one of the things that we said. He said, I went to God three times and said, God, can you take this malaria from me? God acted like he wasn't even hearing him. God, can you take this malaria from me? God, i just asked you two other times. God, can you take the malaria from me? God said, you know what, Paul? My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul said, therefore, he said, because of what God said, therefore, I've learned. You hear what I'm saying? I've learned that his grace is sufficient. It doesn't have to be abundant. It just needs to be sufficient. It just needs to be enough. That's why I can have strength in Christ. I can do anything through Christ. Who strengthens me. Why? Because I'm able to be content. In the situation. I'm not saying. I'm not de- trying to declare this scripture. Because I'm trying to get something. I'm declaring this scripture. Because I'm good right where I am. I'm alright. I don't care what you say. I'm still good. But you know. I'm still good. Because God has given me the strength. Not to worry about what I see. But know that I have faith. Remember what i tell you. Faith is confidence in knowing that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And if he says that I am going to be successful, guess what? I'm going to be successful. But, uh, see, God's success ain't all the time what men call success. See, you can be a multimillionaire. I, I got to run down this alley real quick. You can be a multimillionaire. Your kids on dope. Your wife, husband sleeping around, folks stealing money from you. But the world status says you're successful. Now, you could be a thousandaire. You got a couple thousand dollars in the bank. Your wife love you. Your kids love you. The dog, the cat, the rat, everything in the house love you. And you're just happy to be together. That's success. You got generations being birthed and saying, oh, my old grandpa, he ain't have much, but he loved us, and he did things for us. Oh, my great-grandpa, they told me about him. All he did was love on us, and that's what our family's all about. See, that's what success is. But no, 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 in the United States, you don't have a million dollars in the bank? Oh, you might need to work 20 more years. You might need to work till you're 90. You need a million dollars in the bank. whatsoever state Paul was in, he said, I learned, I went through a process, God showed me how, no matter what I am in, he's got me. He's got me. There's a story of a farmer who had some horses, and one day the horses, one, he had a horse and the horse took off. Excuse me. The horse took off and friends came up to him and said, oh, this is just a bad situation. He said, maybe so. A couple days later, the horse comes back with ten more horses. And they said, wow, this is a real good situation. He said, maybe so. His son gets on one of the new horses and says, let me try to ride this horse. The son falls off the horse, breaks his leg. Friends come over and says, that's a bad situation. He says, maybe so. The Chinese army was coming for young men so that they could go fight the battle, but they didn't select his son because his leg was broke. Oh, you had such good fortune. Maybe so. Whatever situation, just learn to be content. It's all good. Obedience always results in financial blessings. If you pursue after that, you are not pursuing the God of heaven and earth. You're pursuing the God of this earth the God of flesh and that is not my desire for you I want you to learn I want you to know if you are content in all things that God has you God's gonna open up environments for you God's gonna open up doors for you and it's not what I tell you favor is better than money favor is better than money. The favor of God does things that money could never hope to achieve.